you doing? Welcome back to the In the Round podcast, episode 12. Yeah, buddy. You got Matt and Tyler here. And Tyler, we had another Tyler. Our first time having yeah. two Tylers in the room. You know, it's not my first time. <laughs> um, it tends to be a trend. Um, Popular name down here in Dixieland. Huh? Yeah, I've been Lassard, uh, Ty. Steven. Yeah, some people call me Steven. Um, some people call you Maurice. Our boss calls me Laz. Laz. Yeah. Lazlo. That was a character. I, 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 think, he, I think he thinks my last name is Lazard. Lazard? Yeah, I like think that's lizard, what he, but with I think that's what he Lazard. thinks, but who knows, man. Oh, it, it stuck. But anyway, so episode 12 of the In The Round podcast had our good buddy Tyler Conforti join us for this one. And the boy drove five hours just yeah. to come and record an episode with us in this basement studio that we are in here in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah, whenever he uh, got to my studio here, he... Um, he, I opened the door and he goes, man, it was a long drive. I drove from South Carolina. I was like, oh. And, you know, we were talking all, and I initially thought like, wow, he came off a tour. Cool that he's here with us this morning because I know when I come off a tour, I want to die for like three days. Yes. <laughs> so like, I was like, dang, man, he came off a tour, came straight here. And then we got to talking. He's like, yeah, so I still live in South Carolina. And I was like, oh, so you drove to Nashville to be with us. Yeah, and uh, it was well worth it. It was a very good episode, very cool episode. Get to hear a lot about Tyler's upbringing in South Carolina, some baseball. Stupid Yankees fan. Hey, you be quiet. Stupid Clemson fan. We are in first place, and we have got Uh, 18 guys on the DL, and we're still kicking everybody's ass in the major leagues right now. So suck it, Tyler. Sweet till Aaron Judge gets back, and he strikes out 400 times again this year. And he hits another 50 home runs. But anyway, Tyler Conforti, he at the end plays a song called Slow that he co-wrote with some heavy hitters here in town, Taylor Phillips, Brockberry Hill, and Sam Grow, really cool kind of vibe. So stick around for the end of the episode. You can check that one out. Now, without further ado, before Tyler gives me any more shit on my beloved Yankees, chop on and roll tide, man. Chop on and roll tide. What does that even mean? Anyway, hit the damn music, Tyler. Let's go in the round with Mister Tyler Conforti. What is up? Welcome back to the In the Round podcast. We got a great guest with us today. We got a guy that drove five hours to be here. A guy that is really tearing up the new style country scene. A guy that is an a, uh, entrepreneur. He has his own business where he's hustling and grinding and he's still writing great songs and out there performing on the side, doing doing it all, making it work. It's our good buddy, Tyler Conforti. Tyler, how you doing, buddy? I'm fabulous. How are you guys? You're fabulous. Now, your weekend. So we record these on Mondays and... We usually get into crazy shit uh, on Sunday nights. Last night we didn't. We did pretty Y'all good. Y'all kind of did. We kind of did a little bit. I mean, not really. We were we were in bed by like we were out of there by like eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. Like, wow, which was impressive. Usually our Sunday nights because these two don't work. I got to usually go into Pictures work. Pictures or it didn't um, happen. Yeah. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. dude. Oh, we'll show you those. <laughs> we'll show you those, man. Uh, but our Sunday nights typically get really crazy. But last night we didn't get super. Super nuts. I mean, I worked till 10.30, and then I went over to a friend's house, and I think I got home around, like, one thirty-two. Damn, so you, you were out later than us. Look at yeah, you. but, like... You were the party animal of the group last I, night. I, I appreciate Yeah, there that. was no party. <laughs> but now, so for you, out in South Carolina, what were you doing on a uh, beautiful weekend? Well, 
We have a lot of beautiful lakes in the upstate, um, Lake Kiwija, Cassie. We hit the lake up all day Saturday, and then we went diving on Sunday. I'm, I do scuba diving. We go explore some cool stuff, some wrecks, some deep water stuff, and just hang out underwater, which is a really Cra- different thing. Craziest <laughs> shit you've seen underwater. Oh, man. Snakes on you is always a good surprise. Um, oh, man. What are they coming up on you? Like, get on your back kind of thing? They'll be on your shoulders when you come up. If you're around docks, man, they'll be, you know, playing with you. It's kind of always a good surprise. (laughs) Everything else I can handle. I don't know if that's a good surprise. I see Tyler's from the land of the the gators and stuff down there. Yeah, we just don't get in the water. How long have you been doing the diving stuff? Very, actually, very new hobby. Um, Okay. So about four months. Oh, wow. Just kind of fell in love with it. It's a lot of fun. What made you want to do that? It was something that actually kind of scared me, and I love doing things that scare me, so I'm like, well, I'm going to get over this. Have so you been skydiving? Never. Never? See, I don't think I could ever do that. That's some shit that scares yeah, me. Yeah, I'm afraid of heights like, and of falling. You imagine? I wonder if we can get listeners to sponsor. If they were to pay for it, I would do it. Me and you oh, skydiving out of an airplane together in Tampa. Do you remember me yelling in the boat? Whenever Coda's driving, yeah, imagine that, but from 40,000 feet. Oh, man. I just don't understand jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. Yeah, just go yeah. for the ride. When you have a... Maybe okay parachute. <laughs> so uh, there was a old pastor of mine when I lived in Atlanta, and he went over to uh, Ukraine on a mission trip. And they literally like looked at him, and they still had the parachutes from like the Soviet Union and shit. And so the guy, like as they're about to jump out, goes, "If you open parachute and you see little holes, you're good. <laughs> if you see a lot of holes." Not good. <laughs> uh, I can imagine. Oh man! So sky, so definitely scuba diving over skydiving for sure. Absolutely. For now talking about the music stuff. So how old are you? Where are you from exactly? Fill people in a little bit about you. I'm 25 years old. Um, like I said, I'm from Greenville, born and raised there my whole life. Um, lived all around the area though. Never, never in one spot for more than a few years. My family always moved. Um, okay. So yeah, that's. Where I'm from, we have a lot of fun out there. South Carolina. Now, now, a lot of people, they talk about the Carolina boys and what they're doing in this town here in Nashville with guys like that we know, like Taylor Phillips and Combs and all that whole crew that, that's out there doing doing what they're doing, really repping North Carolina. Now, right. South Carolina, a lot of people don't realize there's some great music in South Carolina as well. Guys like Lee Bryce, Darius yeah. Rucker. And, Lee Bryce, old yeah. Clemson boy. Too. Yeah, yeah, so go Tigers. Yeah. Yeah. That answers the football question because we know Tyler's dirty, dirty ass roll tied over there, Alabama. Not dirty. We play by the books. <laughs> you, just, you all just haven't been caught yet. But, um, it's but, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so Clemson Tigers, congrats on uh, on having another freaking great year over football. How long have you been following Clemson football? Ooh. I've always kind of been a fan in the background, but the last couple of years I've really kind of plugged in and gotten myself what's, into it. What's going to a game at Clemson like? It's the most fun you'll ever have. That, like, people are awesome, man. Watching the hill when yeah. they run down and come in, you just get your heart pumping. Like it's, it's a great time. I've been to a lot of college football games, but that's nothing like it. Yeah, for, see, for me, it's Enter Sandman in Blacksburg at Virginia Tech. <laughs> that's my favorite because that, that's, that's the team that I follow. Which for that, Clemson, you guys always freaking always freaking be we're, – we're having – Tech will be having a great year, and then we'll be like, oh, this is the year we're finally going to beat Clemson. And it never freaking happens. Y'all have great years? It hadn't been like we that do, forever. Hey, hey, I, hey, I didn't know y'all had a great hey, year since Tech, the Big Brothers. Tech had, a, Tech had the longest streak for a while where they were the only – they were the, they had the longest running streak of 10-win seasons. Yeah? Yeah, for a long time. It hasn't been like that for a little while, but hey, I still... You know, like a decade, but it's okay. No, it has not been a decade. <laughs> it has not been a decade. Hey, we haven't been on top for very long. 
Yeah, yeah, it was a long time coming. It yeah. was hard work. I, yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Especially with a in the ACC, another like Alabama that. alum. You know, having to save another college. You know, it's it's getting to be a thing now. <laughs> Just running away for where he doesn't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> now, in terms of the music stuff, when you got guys like that that are coming out of South Carolina, like Darius and Lee Bryce, and even going way back, like Marshall Tucker Band, and like there's some real musical history. For you, was that kind of inspire you at all, or is that like an influential kind of thing? I never really thought about how many people came out of South Carolina. To honestly, I mean, you start yeah. talking about it, there's a lot more than you think. Um, but yeah, definitely an inspiration. The music scene in well, in Greenville, South Carolina is kind of not where I think it could be. So a lot of people don't you don't hear a lot of people from there because they they leave quick to go chase it somewhere else. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Now for you with the music stuff, well, how long have you been doing that? Only about three and a half years. Really? So, so yeah. you're so when was what what made you think or what made you want to get into writing songs and singing and putting tracks out like for people to hear like like you're on Spotify and Apple Music and all that shit like you're you're doing it now. What made you want to make that step to want to do that? I'll just kind of give you the the whole the whole background. I really I got a, one my first guitar when I was really young, maybe eight nine years old. Played it for a year, didn't really learn much. Kind of put it away. Never thought anything of it, and then. I moved out of my parents' house uh, when I was 20 years old, and I was like, I want to pick up a new hobby. So I just went to my local guitar store, bought my first acoustic guitar, didn't remember how to play, didn't know how to play, taught myself how to play. Um, and I was like, well, it's, it's kind of fun. I want to try you know, singing with it. Let's try to sing some. So I started singing, never let anybody hear me or anything like that until a few friends, close people, hey, man, you, you can sing. You should start doing that. You should start playing more. I'm like, you know, waving it off. Nah, you're crazy. You're thanks. You're super nice. You're a nice guy. And then... Just kind of fell in love with it more and more, and started becoming a fan of music. I was I started I became a country music fan before I ever thought of even doing it or writing yeah, it, or oh yeah. it out. Um, I hadn't even been in country music for a long time. I wasn't raised around country music, so probably not until I was seventeen years old did I hear my first country song that I you know enjoyed, and then fell in love with it and just wanted to be be involved. What was that first song? Ooh man. I don't even know if I can remember what for because you, you, you said you were seventeen, so that's about eight years ago. So that would be so something about a truck. Okay, y'all know that song yeah. was one of the one of the first songs that I was like, I can dig this because well, maybe it's because the first one I really heard. I was like, this is cool. It's something I can roll the windows down to and yeah. get down to. Um, so that was that was probably one of the first summertime country songs I got into. Yeah, and it's something growing up in South Carolina that you that you'll see. You know, like right. like that country. You're in Dixie, being in South Carolina. Yeah. There are, there are some country ass people. In South Carolina, when I was oh some, yeah, so when some, I got into, it, I was like, "What do you got? Yeah, keeping me from my dad, my parents, none of them were into country music. I hated it. Like if I put it on, it was get out of the car." And I'm like, really? "This is what you kept me from? All this good stuff." <laughs> so, well, yeah. what were you growing up listening to then? Dude, most, mostly Christian contemporary stuff and some '80s and '90s rock. Never. So what? So I. We, that's crazy. The last like four guests, dude, that we've had yeah. on, I, I ask everybody, so what were you raised on? <laughs> and they're like Christian contemporary. And me being from New York, I just wasn't around that. Like right. I went to church, I, I got baptized, I went communion, I got confirmed, I did all that stuff. But like I, the Christian music thing. So what Christian artists were you listening to? Because there's oh. some that are like everybody so far has mentioned. Right. You know, you got Hillsong, you got old Toby Mac back in the day. Um, oh, what's... What's the rap guy's name? That, Lecrae. Lecrae. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know, all that good stuff. So. Being a Carolina boy, did you listen to a lot of, like, uh, Elevation? I know they came yeah, out. Yeah, Elevation, yeah, Elevation. Always. Yeah. Our church was always playing that, so yeah. that was a big big band we listened to. So 
I'm just not even going to ask him. I'm just going to assume everybody, as soon as they're from a certain point southward, just grew up listening to Christian music. I know. Welcome to the Bible Bell. Exactly, Coda. Thank you, Coda Bear. <laughs> Coda Bear, he's not a mute. He can actually talk, though you never see him or we, hear him. We try to press a mute button, but it doesn't always oh, work. We, we try to keep him in the corner yeah, yeah, with yeah. the podcasts, you know, RIP podcasts. They're not dead. They're just at a we different We don't even house. have the pallet dogs today. It's yeah, we, a, we it's a boring dogs. day. Yeah, last week we had like three four dogs here, and they were just all running around. And then, it was great background noise. Yeah, oh, it was it was ambiance, all right. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. So, so... Other music besides Christian music that you listen to? Oh, my dad was a big Van Halen fan, um, big uh, Motley Crue fans. I heard that Michael Jackson always going. That was when Mom didn't know about it. Okay, you know that it was always we only listened to Christian contemporary unless we were with Dad. So yeah, it's <laughs> kind of how it went. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Hopefully, that. she won't hear this. I don't know if she even knows yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, <laughs> the uh, did you did you see the uh, Motley Crue show on uh, Netflix? Did you uh, watch the Dirt? No, you got to watch that shit. Especially yeah. if you're a Motley Crue fan. Freaking! Awesome. I think we watched it. We we found it on Netflix, and then we watched it. And I think we watched it like three or four more times that week. I think I've seen it about twenty times so far. Yeah, like we like we've just. I guess I'm off to watch it. Then. No, you are, dude. You are. So the watch dirt. it first, and then go read the book. M- MG, yeah, because MGK's in it. He plays Tommy Lee. Like they they. It's all it's, it's and like really good. the actual like recreation of the characters. Like they found people and like actually looked like young like wow. Motley Crue. Like there was like a side by sides in there. I mean, they're not identical. Like, obviously, like, Hollywood has done its magic, but they're, like, really close. That's awesome. Yeah, so... I have to check it out. So that Arena Rock stuff, so for you, influencing your, your writing and whatnot, and you've got the single out right now, like, feels like the first time. Mm-hmm. That's that's it, right? Feels like the first time. Can first time every time. First yeah. time every time. First time every time. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Um So with that kind of sense, very melodic. It's a badass song. I was listening to it on the way over here, and... um but for you, you got that melodic stuff that comes from like a heavy Van Halen song or a um, or a Motley Crue song. Does that go into your writing at all, like um, melodies and whatnot? I don't know if it if it would. It may. Um, may most of my writing, in fact, would come from just being a fan of country music the last you know eight years. Okay. Um, but I could definitely see some of that going into it. Yeah. Okay. Now that song, the single, what went into that? So I actually didn't write that song. Oh, you did. I okay. had a great opportunity to put that out. I was looking for a single. Um, Several of my good buddies wrote it, and they showed it to me. I'm like, I really want to be a writer on the song that I put out first, but this fits me and who I am, and I just fell in love with it. And they were like, put it out, dude. So, uh, shout out. Who were the buddies so, yeah. on that? Uh, Taylor Phillips. Oh, shit. <laughs> Brock Berry Hill. Um, Hunter Phelps and Logan Turner wrote that one. Yeah, so, that, shit. that ain't a bad yeah. blitz. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. If those guys offer you a song, you have an opportunity to cut a song with, gonna, with those names on it. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you you can't yeah. say no. You made a good call. Yeah. How'd you meet those guys? Because those are some heavy hitters right there. Yeah, um, so I came to Nashville my first time ever just visiting. Um, and we, of course, hit Broadway. We didn't know anything about Nashville. We didn't know anything about music. I was green as can be. And I was like, well, let's go to Broadway. And um, I actually ran into Taylor Phillips the first night in Broadway, and we just became friends. And I think that's how I got kind of pulled into that whole crew of guys, which is crazy. So, yeah, What bar was it at? Do you remember? Uh, honky Tonk. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh, I've had nights man. at Honky Tonk yep. with that crew and with Sheldon. With that. Yeah, no, they're, they're a great time. I love them, love them to death. But, yeah, you never know where the night can lead. Never. When you're out with that. So how long ago was that? About three years. Yeah, three years. So this journey, so this kind of step. So you're so Nashville started for you three years ago. Yeah. That was your first time coming here. What were your initial thoughts of it? I've, obviously, I fell in love with it. Yeah. I mean, what does everybody say when you come to Nashville? <laughs> you can't. It's always going to be a part of you now. After yeah. that, um, it was 
way different than I thought. Um, all the people were mixed, very big mix of, of crowd here because everybody moves here, I feel like. So yes. nobody's the same, which is really cool. We certainly do. <laughs> as, a, as somebody that moved here I, yeah. six months ago, I feel yeah. I, I never totally meet somebody that. that's from Nashville. Well, you got one right there. We got there. one right you here. Co- Cody Look Bear. at that. Horns up for the unicorns. That's what I like to say. There's so few. So of them. they do exist. He looks they like a exist. unicorn today. Yeah, he does that's look for like sure. a unicorn with his, with his little stash. We'll put that up. Actually, I don't know. All right, all right. So let's, let's just mention that real quick. Coda, me, Dave, Hangley, and another one of our friends, Jacob, Jacob, who does our internet stuff. We are all in this bet right now. We have to keep a mustache and clean shaven, or else it is a uh, Ron Swanson tattoo on the ass cheek. Oh shit! So that's why you're keeping it. Okay, oh, yeah. I knew there was <laughs> yep, a reason. Yep. I knew there was a reason, but yeah, we'll put up. A, we'll actually put up a photo of Tyler and Coda sporting their Reno nine one one slash seventies porn stashes that they are rocking right now. But uh, Coda kind of looks like uh, the dad off the Wild Thornberries. He, yeah, he does look like smashing. Yeah, he's something, something. <laughs> all right. So, so, so you, so you're at, um, so your first time in Nashville, you love it. Um, what was the next visit like? When did it become like a business thing where these trips are for rights and for? Well, my first recording. trip, I wasn't even yeah, sure, sure I wanted to do music yet. I was just still in the learning process of playing and just having fun with it. And then when I came up here and realized, you know what goes into it and all the work people put in. I'm like, this could be really fun. And then just kept coming back. I came back, I think a few weeks later, um, network, met some more people, started getting in on yeah. some rights and learning how to write and still learning how to write. And, you know, just wanted to pursue it. So that's where we are. Yeah. The first song you wrote, how old were you? What were you, where, what was that song about? If you uh, can remember, cause I'm sure you're writing a lot right now. I can't, I don't know. I can tell you the first song I probably threw it away. <laughs> but why did you sit down and do that? Was that before Nashville? Was that before? Yeah, that was Nashville? before Nashville. I probably tried to write my first song. Um, probably took me days and hours because you don't, you know, the more you do it, the better you get. Um, I can't honestly couldn't remember it. If I okay. had to tell you, okay, but that, but it was back home in, in yeah, Greenville. it was back in Greenville okay. before I ever came to Nashville. So okay, and and it was it was definitely like more like countries what you wanted to do. Was yeah, there ever absolutely. thought about doing like rock or pop no. or? Christian music was there ever no. It was that? country all the way. I, if it was wasn't gonna be country, you probably wouldn't do it. Yeah, so, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so now your your style. So you really fall in with that that new wave of that new wave of what country music's become and, and how it's brought in a huge audience. Like we're arena rock and like mixed with like whatever else was in the two thousands comes together and and becomes like, like that with a twang. Who were some of your big influences for your style of writing and country music? My first influence, I actually really focused on and like looked their story was Sam Hunt. Okay. I loved his writing. I loved yeah. his songs. He was he kind of made me a, more of a country fan than ever. Um, just the way his lyrics paint pictures, I just loved it. So I kind of studied him and his story, and I'm like, I feel like I can, you know, relate, and just wanted to start doing my own stuff. So okay, so that's, that's one. Um, Chris Young's kind of a big influence on my sound and kind of type of songs that he writes. I love yeah. that. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, because that that's what's uh, that's what was really cool about when I when we were able to set this all up and whatnot. Everyone that we've kind of had on so far is like a little bit of a different style to them. And mm-hmm. in terms of like modern country, you're right in there in that in that style with what's getting played on radio and like what's really hitting like like that style of where people sometimes do the throw the bro country term in there from what right. came out of Broadway and. And what more? What guys like Morgan Wallen are doing right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm trying to like fill that that, that gap. Like, that I don't want, I'm not going bro country, but Morgan Wallen's like style. Like, I, I want to like kind of fill that yeah. in between. Yeah, um, that ju- yeah, that's just yeah. happy because he's got some songs that are super deep. 
but yeah. he's also got some just banger party songs like and some like swampy songs yep, too yeah know? like yeah, yeah, he's got some that are just like heavier in rock, and, and his his latest record that he had put out uh, a little while back was freaking awesome. So the music thing, as far as as doing stuff, so are you doing live shows and, and shit right now, or not a whole lot? Um, okay, every now and then I'll take one. I have one back home coming up in October um, for charity event. But oh, sweet! I'm not playing out a whole lot right now. Just kind of focusing on getting material and writing and spending my so time. So you doing so that. you want to build the catalog. And yeah. Instead, you want to really focus on doing the doing the writing thing and right. putting together a catalog to EP singles. Right. And like you said before, I, I am a business owner, so I do have a full time business that I yeah. run. So like, I can't, you know, I don't. You know, most musicians that write and sing, that's what they do for their living. So they're playing out, having to make money and income. So kind of don't, you know, have to be out, you know, every weekend grinding the yeah. road yet. Um, so I'm kind of focusing on, you know, taking stuff that I feel like would be beneficial to the career and beneficial to building fans and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, whenever you sit down to write, what does your process kind of look like? Are you more like lyric driven or melody driven? Like what do you kind of do whenever you sit down to actually write? Man, that totally depends on one, who you're writing with and what, you know, what the idea idea is. I'm a title, writer. I love like just taking a title and writing from there. Um, And then I usually pull a melody at the same time. Um, but it totally depends, like I said, what you're doing. Yeah. What was your first co-writing experience like? Because that's something that people, a lot of people before they come here, they're, they're just hanging out in their room or they're wherever, and they're jotting down notes and they're doing it by themselves because there's there's not many songwriters, I would imagine, in Greenville, South Carolina. There weren't there weren't a whole well, lot I, in in up in up in like New Jersey where where our buddies were and stuff. So when they come to town, that's their first co-writing opportunity. Or did you get to co-write actually in met- Carolina? I connected with somebody, you guys might know him, Noah Smith. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, can, yeah, He's from, you know, well, not originally, but he was living in South Carolina when I was there. We actually made that first trip up here together. Oh, really? Um, so, yeah, we, we actually sat down and tried to do a few co-rides before we ever came to Nashville. And obviously, it's nothing like here. We didn't, we didn't really know what we were doing. Yeah. We were just, let's get together, write a song. It's what you do, right? And we sat there and kind of figured out a few things and, you know, got our feet wet with it, but didn't really know much about what we were doing, so... Yeah, so your first co-writing. Who were you? Remember your first co-write in Nashville? Oh man, I don't. It's been so many. I don't remember my first one. Because that because like there's so for you coming from out of town. Is it just so you're coming in? And I'm guessing you know these people pretty well. Like you make friends with them kind of first, mm-hmm. or is it or how? What's the process of finding people to co-write? It depends. Like if usually at my level, which is not very high, I'm. Okay asking people right i'm having to get in the rooms with people that you know i feel like can bring something that help me and help me learn that are willing to take the time and write yeah. with me um but i like i like to write with my friends so i like to you know be friends and be boys with somebody i feel like you'll get more genuine stuff than having to sit down with somebody you don't don't really know or don't connect with so. yeah like you're kind of you're kind of just throwing it up to chance if you don't know like if you have no idea what they're what they're about what they're like kind right. of thing that chemistry's got to be there's also an ease to it, you know, like if you're boys with them or something like that, or if like they're your friend. There's like, a lot of walls that are gone, you know? Yeah, yeah, like you walk in the room and you go, hey man, how's your week been? Like you can ask them like personal shit, like off the bat, and then like, you know, like, all right, let's bang out the song. You know, with somebody that you don't necessarily know, like there's like tiptoeing around like, you know, some stuff every now and then. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When you're sitting down with somebody you don't know, you're going to have walls. You're going to be scared to say things you would say with your boys, you know, throughout rooms. I mean, you're being vulnerable with somebody you don't know, honestly. Right. So. Yeah. And that can, I'm sure that can, yeah. that can be pretty difficult. Right. Absolutely. For, uh, for sure. Absolutely. Now for you, what's, what's kind of next with the music thing? 
I'd really like to get three more songs ready to put out and then just release singles over the next year. So, so is, is there a certain one that you might be in the process of working on right there now? There are a few. There are a few? Okay. Yeah, we got one. I'm pretty sure I'm going to I'm gonna cut and put out, um, but it'll probably be the next one I You got a title on that? Yep, it's called Slow. Slow? And who did you write that one with? Or who was that one with? Taylor Brock and uh, Sam Grow. Oh, shit. That's going to be a fun yeah. one. Because Sam Grow, a guy. Sam Grow's the man. Let's talk about Sam Grow a little bit. So Sam Grow, another another guy I, I, I had known from being doing the country scene up north. Mm-hmm. I, had known, I had seen what he was doing in Maryland, in PA, Delaware, Northern Virginia. And I was just like, this guy's going to make it. He's not down in Nashville yet. But then he made the move. And you see what he's doing. Yeah. And he's a hell of a time, dude. He's dude, a, he's. Great dude, great time, great, great singer, man. Like he's super good. And and the guy that's taking taking the chance on him and, and it's paying off and and um and it's a great partnership is Colt Ford, who's right. another just awesome, badass dude. Um love that uh love that guy and to see what they're doing. How'd you get to meet Sam Grow? Uh in the right. I hadn't met him. That was the first day I met oh, him. Really? So, oh really? Yeah. Shit. How long ago did you guys write that one? Uh probably a year and a half, a year ago maybe. Oh shit! Yeah. So you're so it can take that long. We're like you write it a year, year and a half, and then the yeah. the, the process of it. Yeah, I mean, you could we could write a song. Who knows? I could write a song. You know, Wednesday on a write and be like, "This is the one I'm putting out." And it, or you could yeah. pull a song from two years ago because it fits what's you know out now and what your style is. Yeah. Right? You know, like cycles happen <clears throat> in music, and sometimes you write something on the back end of a cycle that doesn't necessarily get picked up. But, you know, 10, 15 years from now, that cycle right. comes back around. Um, it was a really popular Christian song, Revelation song. It was first done by Carrie Joe, but that song was written 14 years before it was released. <laughs> no Crazy. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the woman that wrote it, wrote it 14 years and then wrote it. And then 14 years later, Carrie Joe came along and was like, I want to cut that song. And uh, it got cut and it went, I mean, it's huge, you know, but... Sometimes a song takes, you know, I forget what song it is, but I was hearing a song on a story on a song that's on radio right now, and it was wrote ten years ago, you know, and it's just now coming to radio. Like, you know, the catalogs and stuff like that's why publishing companies keep catalogs because you never know when a song is going to come back into a cycle. Damn. Yeah. See, I I don't know I don't know a whole lot about that world, so that's really that's really cool to cool to hear and interesting because. It just goes to show, like, you're right, something might, right now might not be the time, but maybe yeah. there will be a time down the road. Yeah. Now, you, you, so we talk about you being a business owner. So right. What's your business? It's pools, isn't it? I'm, a little, I'm an old pool boy, man. You're an old pool boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, we, I own a swimming pool company back in Greenville, so we do all kinds of swimming pool work and maintenance and renovations, repairs, stuff like that. So I'm sure biz, business is good in terms of people. It's hot. It's, it's, it's spring, hot outside. It's spring time, yeah, it's, now is your time. Crazy. This isn't yeah. nothing, buddy. Yeah, yeah, is it getting hotter down here? Because it's already pretty freaking hot. I hope not. <laughs> this is just warming up. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because like down, because coming from up north, the humidity, like humidity in New York, just isn't a thing. We think it's humid, and it's like forty five percent humidity. I looked the other day; it was like eighty five percent humidity here. Yeah, and it's just the weather. Like the, I've never been in the South for a summer before, so I'm kind of nervous. I'm gonna. There's gonna be days gonna, where it's gonna hurt to breathe. Is yeah, yeah, absolutely. It gets thick. It gets that the air quality. Just, oh yeah, like you feel like somebody is like pushing on your chest, like restricting your breathing. It gets hot and thick. Fuck. Just wait till August, buddy. I'm fucked. You might want to just go back north, <laughs> do the reverse snowbird. I feel like that's what we all say from the south. There, it's like it's almost like it's a, a 
cliche that it's the humidity that gets you. I feel like that's something we always yeah, say. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever, until they come experience it. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'll come. Yeah, we'll see. But like, I got like a buddy from Phoenix, and he's like, dude, I can survive 110, 115 out there all day. Like, it doesn't feel that bad. But like 90 here, I'm like wanting to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so so you were saying you got some songs that are that are in the process that you had written. You said you got what is it, three or four? Uh, no, it's it's three, three, Probably three. Definitely gonna put out one of them. Um, and the other two. What's that putting out process like? So you're in. I'm I'm assuming you're independent right now. Yes, correct. I am. Okay, so you're independent right now. So what's that process like? Are you recording out in South Carolina? Are you recording here in Nashville? I record what's, here. Okay. So, you know, record here, get a day, get a vocal day. Um, the guy I work with is obviously amazing. Um, so just knock it out and do it all myself. Self-funded, self, self yeah. everything pretty much. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now for, for that, that's got to add like another hunger to it. Like, like something like where you really, you're proving yourself and because you're putting your, like for you to be putting your, what you're doing, you're making the money doing the pool stuff, like to fund yourself. That, that's, that shows you, you want the, like, you want to do it. Yeah, it puts a lot more value on everything you do <laughs> when yeah. you're forking out the bill, for sure. Yeah, for, like, decisions. Now, how often are you are you making that five-hour trip uh, from Greenville, South Carolina? I'm up here almost every other week for a few days. So, you know, every other week driving that. I feel like I live here. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I honestly thought that you lived here when I first when, when I had first gotten that's to not, meet you. That's not the first time I've heard that. That's crazy. No, I'm, I'm sure it's not because if you're if you're in the right spot, like – if you're in the right spots downtown or in Midtown and you, you know who to meet and you know like to go to Whiskey Jam or Revival right. or any of those kind of big events that go on here in Nashville, if you're there like a consistent amount, that's that's as good of networking as it is anybody living here. Like that's where everybody goes. And if you are there for those opportunities, right. you don't lose anything from not living here right now. Actually. Like you're able to – Yep, that's why I make the drive. Yeah, yeah. that's whenever you said this morning, whenever you walked in and said, Yeah, it was a long drive. It came from South Carolina. I was like, Oh, you just came off tour. Like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know. Maybe, so, maybe one day. Yeah, yeah. Shit, man. That, that, that's crazy. So, so South Carolina, um, how's your barbecue in South Carolina? Is South, Car- is South Carolina, is that a barbecue staple state or no? Because I hear, uh, I hear we, Memphis, Nash, I hear Memphis and like, Carolina and that's like North Carolina. It's good. I mean, we got we yeah, can com- yeah. we can compete. What's yeah. your what's your are you, are you a ribs guy? Pulled pork. I'm I'm a pulled pork guy. Pulled pork guy. No like bread, pretty- loose meat, yeah. some sauce, man. Loose yeah. meat. What are you doing for your sides? What are you doing for your fixings? <laughs> Mac and cheese and fries. Hell yeah! Yeah, there that's, you go. that's honestly what <laughs> we yeah, get yeah, at Martin's. Yeah, like, <laughs> so all day. Uh, is South Carolina because I know we'll, uh, North Carolina is kind of like split where you have like. I think it's the mustard base and the vinegar base. Mm-hmm. What's South Carolina? It's neither. 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 It's just regular old barbecue. So I mean, we have it all, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know, vinegar. Why? Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, yeah. it has its place, I guess. But yeah, yeah. yeah the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So uh, what? What's Greenville, South Carolina like now? As I'm not familiar, I know. The two towns that I, I know, like the like the beach areas, because that's where all my people come right. down so to like vacation, Hilton Head, and all that. Are you close to that, or no? Are you we're, more? So Greenville's like upstate. We're just you know about forty five minutes from North Carolina. So so you're up by like uh, starts with an S. Uh, and he's Spartanburg. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greenville's you know neighbors of Spartanburg. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. What was growing up in South Carolina like? 
It was it was a lot of fun. A lot of, like I said, we got lakes are what we do out there. We got four major lakes in the So fishing. So. so good fishing in South Carolina. Dude, that's crazy. I didn't I wasn't raised with the country lifestyle much when I was young. That's something that I kind of found my place in and grew into through middle school and then started fishing. My my dad, my grandparents, none of them hunted or fished. That was all self-taught and self-passion learned. Okay. So, yeah, absolutely. After after I grew up, I really got involved with that. But So, grow up, you play any sports or anything like that? I played a little bit of football, a lot of baseball, and I raced motocross. So, I'm guessing you're a Braves fan. No, I'm actually. This is weird. I'm a Yankees fan. Oh fuck yeah! Give me I'm a pop. Yankees fan. Yeah. You're gonna like that. Here's fuck why. It, Tyler. My dad was born and raised in New York, and moved down. Also, so that's kind of who I've been following. But I don't know if I'd say fan. I'm not. I'm not like. Like if they lose, like I'm okay the next day, and I forget. Well, it's but, 162 game season. <laughs> it depends. If they lose to the Red Sox or the Mets, I'm gonna be like fuck. But if they, if if it's just like a random game. I'm Red okay. Sox every day, man. Oh, fuck the Red Sox. Nah, I'm a Braves fan. Yeah, hate the Yankees. SEC Braves. Yeah, he's a Southern boy. He's a good old boy. Yeah, I'm originally from Atlanta, so like, yeah, you know, that explains. We used yeah, to have season tickets to the Braves, like, you know, back in the good old days when we had Glavin Smokes. I mean, Braves and, uh, and, the, and, and the Yankees were beating you. I'm a hero. little bit of a Braves fan. I mean, like, that's where that's wait, the closest yeah. baseball team we yeah, that's have. Yeah, that's why you I know? was like, you're a Braves fan. I, I just assume that if you're south of the Mason Dixon line, you're if you're in like Virginia, you can be an Orioles fan. But everybody or DC or DC. I mean, the Washington. I, I mean, who, who cares about the Nationals? Yeah, they, fuck the Nationals. They lost Bryce Harper. Yeah, they got. Yeah, they got. They're in the bottom of the league right now, kind of. So yeah, they're yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're done. So get so how long did you play baseball? Since I could walk until last year of high school. What so, were you, a pitcher? I was first baseman first and a relief pitcher. Nice. First baseman. Yeah. Nice. Right-handed first baseman. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rough, it's a rough <laughs> job being a yeah. right-handed first baseman. It is. I did learn that my uh, junior and senior year of high school, because I messed up my knees and then blew up my shoulder, so I had to learn first base so that I could still play. Wow. And – uh Doing that turn and like having to locate the ball is really it's tough. Yeah, it's tough for sure. Yeah, so why a lot of the good first basemen are left-handed because you don't like when you're running to the bag, you don't have to make a turn. You just literally step on yeah, it. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, absolutely for sure. So now with the music, um, with the music stuff, um, what are you digging now? If you pull out your phone right now and you look on your Spotify, mm-hmm. what's going to pop up? What do you got on there? Oh, let's see. I'm listening listen to, to all kinds of jams on yeah, the way. Yeah, you had a five-hour trip. I'm sure you were listening to something. Oh, I was listening to a playlist. Oh, Chicks Dig It. That's the last song I was playing. Chris Cagle. Whatever happened to Chris Cagle? I don't know, but he was a jam. He was like he was the shit. I don't know whatever happened to him. I believe he's still up yet. Tyler, go to the interwebs. Of course, we send to South <laughs> Alabama. Send, uh, we send Daryl's cousin over here to, to go and uh, search... Search for uh, search for it on the interwebs. Find anyway, a long lost friend, Chris <laughs> Cagle. Chris Cagle, yeah. So what 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 other songs are on there? I'm a huge Morgan Wallen fan. I love that dude. Like I could listen to him all day long. Yeah. Now the first time I got some Morgan Wallen stories. The first time that I met Morgan was he was playing up in Jersey, and I was working radio up there. And um, it was like pre mullet while he was on tour. He just started going on road on the road with um, FGL right. on um, doing their Empathy tour. And it was like before he'd even put out up down. So yeah. like I'm, we're hanging out backstage doing doing whatever we're doing, having a good time. And um, and yeah, we uh, he's a good freaking dude. And the songs that he puts out are 
are awesome. Especially, it's not everybody just like that's what I hate about like the single world, like where yeah. everything's like singles, and then now now the streaming's so big, full le- the full lengths of the albums are like not getting as much respect because people aren't listening to the whole CDs anymore. So the deep cuts, it's like right. nobody's talking about had me by halftime or happy right. hour or any of those. Yeah. Which happy hours a fucking gem. Fucking jam. love that song. Yep. If I know me, that's one of my. If I know me, is dude, a, that's a jam. That dude. is a catchy one. That is a really catchy one. I was actually just showing that to somebody the other day. Yeah, well, it's it an underrated sweet. song right here. This is like it's the title track. It is it's the title track, and they're not even going to bother to put it out as a single, which is just blows my mind on the way all that stuff works. I understand. So, what do we got? So, in 2015, he uh, posted a picture of like his daughters and said, "I hate missing moments like this." And then shortly afterwards, he uh, announced that he was going to be coming off the road and quitting his music career to go be a stay-at-home dad and be a father. That is very admirable. Well, you can't hate on that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I no, can't. No. Like, was, I want to be like Chris Cagle. No, like I want more music. He was also music. like 46 at the time, too. So. Yeah, he'd been doing it for a minute. Yeah, he'd been doing it since like 2000. So that was 2015. <laughs> so it's a good 15, 16-year career. You that, know? He, that, he's miss, uh, that he could be missing time with his daughter, I right, guess. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad, it was, I'm glad it wasn't like a terrible story or something. Yeah, I thought yeah, you were going really to say in 2015 like, he fell off a cliff or something like no, that. No, no, I was going to no. be like, she fucked out. Why are you saying that? No, no, no. He, uh, yeah, <laughs> we would have forgotten about he it. He wouldn't be a dad, so. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's admirable. But yeah, Chris Cagle, Chicks Dig It, fucking yeah, banger. It's a jam. That's a good That's a good song. Now, others, other kind of music that you listen to. Are you still a big classic rock guy? Will you still no, bump them? Not really. Or are you I, more into I like am, the pop or like? Do I get into hip hop and rap? I, I can what are your thoughts on Old Town Road? What are your thoughts on Old Town Road? Because I've had people. My thoughts now are my thoughts the first time I heard it. Well, I got a quick little story. It involves, <laughs> it involves, and it involves Taylor. It involves uh, T. Phillips. We were at the. He was he was hanging out at um at the bar at work, and he asked the DJ to play Old Town Road, and the DJ wouldn't play it. So there's certain DJs like in the hip hop community that hate the song, right. but it's doing so well within hip hop. But then you got a country guy like Taylor that's fuck, and I know he loves all styles of music. He's very well rounded with his musical tastes and whatnot. He'll get down to whatever. But that you got a country guy asking the hip hop guy to play a hip hop song, right. and the hip hop guy doesn't want to play it because he doesn't think the song's any good. Because like stepping on his turf with a, a song like that, that, he doesn't feel like playing or like. No, be, well, just because the guy was like, I don't like the song. The DJ was like, I don't, I don't like that song. I don't, I'm not going to play. I don't play that song. Okay. So, which, <laughs> but it's like Old Town Road. It's like a song that people are kind of like divided on. Absolutely. When I first heard it, I was like, what in the world am I listening to? And then Billy but Ray. then <laughs> I did, I did the, uh, the download of shame. You know, What's after the you download hear, of shame. When you go download it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is crazy why is anybody listen to this and then two days later you're putting it on your playlist you're like shoot and then you listen to it and you get a bunch of funny memes from it and now i'm over it if i hear it man i'm done i can't i gotta skip it (laughs) wow (laughs) but it's crazy because i was my first time listening to it i just heard them i i've I've heard this and i'm like this guy sounds like a weird owl like wheeler walker jr kind of thing (laughs) where he's trying to make fun of being make fun of being country kind of thing that's what i virgin took this and then all of a sudden you're fucking billy ray cyrus coming you're like billy ray cyrus what the fuck are you doing they're like just because morgan wallen drew the mullet out doesn't mean it's time like what are you doing back uh, what's going on they brought him out of like you know the nursing home have you watched the music video where they're riding around on the horses no i haven't billy ray, billy ray cyrus you, i think i showed you this but have you all saw the music video for 
basically the last thing that Billy Ray Cyrus did, it was the uh, Achy Breaky Heart Part 2. <laughs> oh, no. There was uh, a part there's two. There's a part two. Have you saw that yet? No. Okay, after this episode, we will, like, show you this greatness. We're going to post it on our Facebook page, too, so you guys no. jump on. Yeah, we are. We're posting it on our okay. posting on the Interround Facebook content. We'll see yeah. how many people are listening. If people go to look for it, they'll let us it's, know. It's a, he did an Achy Breaky Part 2, but, like... There was a rapper that's Sounds the main guy that horrifying. did it. Sounds horrifying. And yeah, it's just the music <laughs> video. The first time I watched it, like, I seriously thought I was high and I was like, wait, I've never done drugs in my life. But like, it's, it's trippy. It's, it's like, out there. Billy Ray just drops the smash and then disappears forever and then drops another one. He's just going to disappear again. Yeah. He's yeah. just going to go right off and, and make, make, make the money that he's making. They wheeled him back in the nursing home. He's, <laughs> oh, uh, God. He's bad. He made it made it back in time for bingo, you know. Yeah. Um, but but so for hip hop stuff, who are some of your favorite uh, favorite people in that Drake. in that genre? All right, this is some Drake, um, <coughs> Migos. I yeah. get down. I tend to listen to hip hop and rap just when I'm working out. That's pretty much my go to workout. Have you gotten into uh, Anderson Pack yet? I don't think so. He's I more might like, know the song. He's though. more like on the RB side of stuff, but like he plays drums while he sings, like. Live, uh, he yeah, dude, his stuff's That's like impressive. Anybody that plays drums and does vocals, I don't know how, like, and it's yeah, like really like groovy, like in the pocket, and then like goes to like a weird like timing thing and then like comes back in. He's amazing drummer and amazing vocalist, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's now that great. I know that's going on, yeah, a different way to, lens yeah. to listen. So, to. so hip hop's very, very lyrical, obviously, with all the rhyming and stuff. There, does that come in as an influence for your writing? It can, yeah, absolutely. I think you can, you can take. I mean, there's so many words in a hip hop song because it's usually so fast, and you, yeah. you can get inspired for so many different ideas that you may hear in hip hop all the time. But oh, well, how can I twist? You know, kind of twist that idea, and maybe like make it you know a country thing or something like that. So yeah, and it's and that balance. I mean, the last five to ten years, seeing where seeing where just the genre has gone and how it's opened up a whole new whole new audience to I me. Mean, yeah. I think. I honestly think that like the um the like the pop country stuff coming in that added to what Nashville is today in terms of people just coming because I know when you first moved here which was what Tyler 5 years ago well, it's almost 6 now almost 6 that that was like when all that stuff was kind of really getting started. Yeah, like there's the bro country and the pop country and stuff, and it, it kind of blew up again. Like country blown up in the '90s with McGraw and and um, right. Travis Tritt and Shania and Garth and all those huge names. Yeah. That that kind of, that that opening that opens the door right now for people that want to be coming in and they're loving country music. They want to go to Nashville and now you well, see Nashville country to a new like sect of people. Yeah, like you had festivals. You had a you had a, a couple of years ago there was a country festival, a huge ass festival in the middle of New York City. It was yeah. in the middle of New York City that they're doing that of all places. And I mean, New York City is is country's biggest market. Part of that is because it is the biggest market in the world. But like, it's it's cool. So I'm just saying, it's cool that you're that style. Like that's something that's really doing well right now, right. and everything. So speaking right. of your style of music, you got your guitar with you. I do. You ready to want to play us? You want to play us a song? Sure. We'll, now what? We'll give a what kind of what kind of song do you want to? What kind of song you got for us today? What are you thinking? Um, you want to hear the slow song? I want to hear the one that. Um, what's the one you did with uh, T. Phillips slow. and Brock? Yeah, that's the one that I'm probably gonna cut next. Okay, cool. so what's the story? What went into that? Uh, I believe it was Sam's idea. 
he just kind of started playing a melody and then you know the song slow is kind of just about you know living slow like having fun but the countryside is living slow so it's kind of kind of a twist on that but i'll play it for you guys if you want to hear it yeah dude absolutely so the full the full list of writers on that so you were in the room with brock mary hill taylor phillips same girl and it's slow that is awesome can't wait to hear that one well you grab your guitar um guys thank you for listening episode what number tyler thank you for having me 12 yeah dude dude it was an absolute pleasure thank you for making the five hour drive absolutely yeah really really greatly appreciating and cannot wait to see where where your stuff's going man because seriously you're you're still you're just getting started with it and you're already getting traction you got a good following on social media tyler tyler can 40 music right is that that's the account and uh, people can find you Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere, everywhere, all your shits out there, which is great, guys. Thank you for listening. Episode twelve, we confirm that, Tyler. Yep, we can count to twelve. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happy. I can count to twelve, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you guys, thank you for listening in. Make sure that you hit subscribe if you enjoyed it. Give us a rating. Give us some stars, and uh, make sure you go check out Tyler Conforti and what he's got going on. Go check us out on Instagram and uh, Facebook in the Round Podcast. Also, Matt Brill on Instagram, just a wandering Tyler on Instagram. Follow it's wandering us. like moving, not wandering like thinking. The way yeah, you yeah, say yeah. wandering with that freaking draw, I don't know if it's wandering <laughs> or wandering. It took me forever, and I was trying to add him on Instagram, and I was putting wandering like W-O-N-D. No. And then he's like, it's wandering. I'm like, oh, say yeah. wandering then. I do. <laughs> But yeah, so without further ado, here is Tyler Tyler Conforti with Slow. Thanks for listening to the In The Round Podcast. This life we've been living gets you caught up in it so fast. What you say tonight, me and you get to getting laid back. We can hit that outskirts side of town where the 4G service ain't around. Throw a blanket in the field and lay it down. Baby, take it slow. Like a barber on an old zip code. John Deere on a two-lane road. And the front porch boots tap tapping to the radio. You know, baby, slow. Where the city life just don't grow. Call a shotgun seat, let's go. Let me show you how to take it, how to take it slow, yeah. We can make our way to the old farm gates of town. Yeah, pass them limits, put a show on for the cricket sold out. We can get so lost we can't be found with a 4G service ain't around. Throw a blanket in. Baby, take it slow, like a barber on an old zip code. John Deere on a two-lane road, and the front porch boost tap tapping to the radio. You know, baby, slow, where the city life just don't grow. Call a shotgun seat, let's go. Let me show you how to take it, how to take it slow. Take it slow
Black and Barber on the no-zip code John Deere on a two-lane road In the front porch boost Tap, tap into the radio You know, baby, slow Where the city life just don't grow Call a shotgun seat, let's go Let me show you how to take it How to take it Slow, yeah 